Why all this talk about mountains trembling and things being shaken up? Why are we talking about that today when, you know, it seems like a very beautiful, calm, wonderful Sunday? Well, you've probably been aware of it all week long. This week marks the 25th anniversary of the Loma Prieta earthquake that rocked the Bay Area, and not just the Bay Area, but for hundreds of miles. I was living in Southern California at the time, and we felt it when it happened. As you probably know, all week long, people have been recalling what was going on during that time of their life. The memories come back, and we see the pictures, and maybe relive some of that horror. Well, we did a few interviews with some of our people here, and we let them tell us what they recall from that day. Let's listen in. Well, it was a beautiful, sunny Tuesday. Mike was away on business, so I took the kids to Wienerschnitzel. Um, I was in the bedroom with three of my kids, and we were trying on Halloween costumes. Doug was in the living room with Julianne, who was only six weeks old, getting ready to watch the World Series. We were picking up our kids, Ron and I, and Ron is usually not with me. I'm usually the one that picks up the kid. I was sitting on my couch at home, <laughs> just sitting there, and it happened, and I ran outside because the kids were still at school. And all of a sudden, we heard this huge sound. It sounded like a train, and then it started shaking. Brian and Jordan remembered the training, which they'd learned at Apostles. They went underneath the table, and I took Vaughn and held him underneath the table. And my car starts rocking, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm driving over a basketball or a volleyball. And I immediately grabbed the two younger ones, and I pulled them over to the doorway to stand, you know, in the safest part. And I called Brandon, who's five, come here, come here, Brandon, come over to me. But because the floor was undulating, he kept falling. And that's how we stayed for 15 indescribable seconds while the earth shook. We could, we could hear glass breaking. We heard some cars crash outside. Uh, it was very, very frightening. And then you could see the fences wobbling and the wires from the, you know, telephone wires were shaking and dancing and it was crazy. And then at the same time, I'm thinking, Julianne. So I'm screaming to Doug, do you have the baby? And he can't hear me because it's so loud. And I could hear things falling off the of shelves and glass breaking. And I yelled at him again, do you have the baby? And he yelled back, yeah, she's okay. And he had made a bridge of his body over Julianne to protect her so that she would be okay. I remember just being concerned about the kids. Yes, I remember shaking. I actually stood in the doorway for a minute of the house. And then just said, I'm going to go get the kids. It was just so shocking to be, and it was intense. It was so intense. And then Ron jumped out of the car and ran into church, and me and the kids are sitting in the car, and the, the shaking is still going on. I remember thinking, is this going to be it, or is it going to get worse? And I just kept praying, God, keep us safe, keep us safe. When it was over, we just got up on shaky legs. We left the restaurant and got in the car. I immediately turned on the car radio. and. Almost immediately, you were hearing these terrible reports. The Bay Bridge is down. The Nimitz Freeway has collapsed and trapped a number of people. I remember thinking how sad it was for people on highways and freeways and the bridges that had collapsed. And just in the space of 15 seconds, their lives changed forever. 
We all slept in the living room together on the floor. There were aftershocks. It was really scary. We did have people in the Apostles family who checked in on us. Um, our good friends, the Schneiders, checked in on us and other school family. We said a prayer just thanking God that we'd been protected during this earthquake. A lot of memories, scareful things. But beyond that, we know that that earthquake had a big impact on life here in the Bay, as well as other places. I heard a number like tens of billions of dollars have been spent because of that one earthquake, both in repairing things and in improving things so that we're safer for the next one. But it isn't just money that's going to make us safe. And so we've been hearing all week long, as we're often we are reminded, that it's important to be earthquake-wise to know what to do and to be prepared. Well, since that was such a big event and, and our minds have been on that this past week, I thought it would be good for us to maybe take a look at scriptures and see what God wants us to know about earthquakes. And of course, we're going to look at the scriptures as our source of information. And you might wonder, well, what can the scriptures tell us that the U.S. Geological Society can tell us, and they don't still have it all together. Well, did you know that there are over 50 earthquake references in the scriptures? Some of them referring to natural earthquakes, and some of them referring to miraculous ones, ones that God has caused. When we also remember that God is the author of the scriptures, and he's also the creator and the sustainer of this world, then we will want to listen carefully to what he wants us to know about earthquakes. We're not the only people who want to know about them. In fact, the disciples one day asked Jesus, what are going to be the signs of the end? And Jesus gave them an answer. Let's listen in. Tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled? And Jesus said to them, Watch out that no one deceives you. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places, and famines. These are the beginning of birth pains. What God wants us to know about earthquakes is that they are signs. Things that have a message for us. Now, as I said before, there are over 50 references to earthquakes in the Scriptures, a number of them in the book of Revelation. And the book of Revelation is talking about the future of the world. And all of those earthquakes in Revelation were meant to be attention-getters. They were meant to send a message to point us to something. So let's take a look then at what are the messages, what are the signs that God wants us to know from earthquakes? Well, the first is that earthquakes are a sign for us for spiritual preparation. 
Now, all week long, as well as other times, we have heard about being prepared for the earthquakes, whether it's from the structure of buildings, or how you have things stored in your house, or your office, or your school, or what you have prepared for you if you need food and, and water, if you need blankets and clothing, and, and, and having a flashlight and a radio and batteries for those things, all of those are part of preparation. Well, God has told us what we need to be spiritually prepared to. And we might say it's a spiritual survival kit. And there are two key things that we need in that survival kit. And the first is repentance. I might say, well, why repentance? Let's look at some of the earthquake references in the Bible and see how God is telling us they're a message for us about repentance. The first one from Isaiah 24. The floodgates of the heavens are opened. The foundations of the earth shake. The earth is broken up. The earth is split asunder. The earth is violently shaken. The earth reels like a drunkard. It sways like a hut in the wind. So heavy upon it is the guilt of its rebellion that it falls, never to rise again. Did you see that? The reason for the earthquakes, God says, is because of the guilt of its rebellion. In other words, sin. God is telling us that earthquakes are a sign from him, a message that he is angry about sin. That was further emphasized with a few other earthquake references. When the Lord gave the Ten Commandments to the people of Israel, it wasn't that he was trying to show them, now, this is how you live, and then I'll be pleased with you, and then you'll get eternal life. No, the Ten Commandments were given to show us this is how we're not living. They were meant to show us our sin. And look what happened when God gave that, those commandments. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace. And the whole mountain trembled violently. God was sending a message. He is angry about sin. Now that was not just for back then. Again, looking at the book of Revelation, which is talking about the rest of time, earthquakes are mentioned, and it's sometimes in connection with God's wrath against sin. Listen to this reference. I watched, that's John, as he, an angel, opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair. The whole moon turned red, blood red. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who can withstand it? Clearly, the message from the scriptures about earthquakes is that God's wrath is against sin. Earthquakes are not part of God's design for this world. To have things shake, to strike fear into people's hearts, to have things destroyed. What happened? Sin ruined God's perfect creation. And earthquakes are a reminder that this world is not perfect. The death and the destruction that they bring are the results of sin in this world. 
And it's not just sin out there, it's sin in here. It's my sin that has ruined this world. And God wants me to do something about it, to repent. And so earthquakes have a message for us about repenting. But repenting is not just knowing the wrath of God against sin. There's more. The Apostle John said, if we confess our sin, that is, if we acknowledge it, if we say the same thing about our sin that God says, it's wrong and it's deserving of punishment, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So while earthquakes remind us about the wrath of God, they can also remind us that God is faithful to his word to forgive us our sins. And so we will want to repent then. Not that we have an excuse, not that we try to cover it up, but simply so that we can receive from God the forgiveness of our sins in Christ. All right, so that's the first thing that we need in our spiritual survival kit, repentance. The second thing we need is faith. Now let me tell you why. Here's another reference to earthquakes. A day of the Lord is coming, Jerusalem, when your possessions will be plundered and divided up within your very walls. On that day, his feet, the Lord's feet, will stand on the Mount of Olives, east of Jerusalem. And the Mount of Olives will be split in two from east to west, forming a great valley, with half of the mountain moving north and half moving south. You will flee by my mountain valley, for it will extend to Azale. You will flee as you fled from the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, the king of Judah. And then the Lord my God will come, and all the holy ones with him. We are to have faith. See what it says? You will flee by my mountain valley. That is, God will provide a way of escape. Though we know that his wrath is against our sin, he provides us a way out. And that way out is through Jesus Christ. So earthquakes remind us God is coming back. But there is a way of escape that he has provided through faith in Jesus who has saved us from our sins. That's emphasized by another earthquake story in the scriptures. One day, the missionary, Apostle Paul, and his missionary companion, Silas, were arrested and thrown in jail because they were talking about Jesus. Listen what happened. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself, we're all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. 
He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. So earthquakes are a reminder to us of that simple message. Believe in the Lord Jesus. He is the way of escape. But like the disciples, we might want to ask the question, When, Lord? When is this going to happen? The ground shakes and we sometimes wonder, is this the big one? Is this the end? Throughout the book of Revelation, there are those earthquakes I mentioned, and some of them are talking about the end. And Revelation is talking about today. But it doesn't mean that earthquakes we experience today mean the Lord is coming today. He might but it might be some time off yet. So the point is this. Be ready now. Because we don't know exactly when the Lord is coming back. But the earthquakes are a beginning of the signs, a reminder that He is coming back, and we are to be prepared. When you recall that list of events that Jesus gave as signs for the end, wars, Nations rising up against nations. Famines. You can't help but look at the headlines and wonder, are we in the last days? We might be, but if we're not, doesn't matter. Be ready now. Earthquake officials are always reminding us, asking, are you safe? Do you have a safety plan? Are you equipped The Lord would ask us that too. Are you safe? Do you have faith in Jesus as your Savior? That's what will keep you safe from his wrath against sin. How do I know that? There's another earthquake story that tells me how I know it. It's from the Old Testament. The prophet Elijah one day discouraged and disappointed and depressed over over all his ministry stuff and how people were against him, decided he had had it and he was running away, running away from God. And he went up to Mount Sinai and was hiding in a cave. And then the Lord had a message for him. The Lord told him, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. My friends, that's how God tells us about the way of escape in the gentle whisper of his word. And so when we experience an earthquake, be safe with faith in Jesus and be in the word. There's another scripture passage I'd like us to listen to this morning. Gary, if you'd like to come up again. It's Psalm 46. Psalm 46 talks about the earth shaking. But it reminds us 
that nobody shakes God. God is our fortress, our refuge, and we hide ourselves in Him for protection. Therefore, we have no reason to fear. Gary, would you read Psalm 46? God is our refuge and strength, an ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give away and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Though the earth shake, we have an unshakable God. So what do you think about when the ground shakes? Time to be ready with repentance and faith. But know that your God is always there. Let's listen again to some of our members as we recorded them, reflecting back how their faith helped them get through that earthquake. We drove home not knowing what we would find. There was a lot of damage. When we went in the front door, the first thing I saw is my shelves had all collapsed. But there was one shelf remaining, and it had our family Bible on it and a little piece of embroidery that says, Trust in the Lord. That was a very strong, scary earthquake. And the damage, yes, we did have damage, but there have been earthquakes that have been less than that in magnitude and had so much more damage and loss of life. So definitely God was with us. God is there all the time, um, in good times and bad times, and it just reminds us to, to turn to Him and trust in Him all the time. He never left us. It's a scary event, but He was right there. The Sunday after is something that I'll never forget. The church was crowded with people. People were so anxious to come together and share a hug, share a story. And there's, there was a peace, you know? And, the, and I didn't feel afraid. I didn't feel afraid. What do you feel when there's an earthquake? What's your response? Quick, cover. What's happening next? How about this? Would you praise God during an earthquake or after? Usually our response is fear. What are we going to do to stay safe? But look at the role faith will play when we are reminded of the message it has for us. Earthquakes can be signs for us to praise God. 
praise Him, first of all, for our salvation. I want to ask you, what do you think are the most famous earthquakes in the world? Now, there might be some that are pretty well-known or familiar to you, maybe the Loma Prieta or some others. I don't think anybody was around that's here from the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. But that was a big one, right? That went into history books. And we know that there have been big earthquakes in other parts of the world as well. But let me suggest this, that the two biggest earthquakes that have had the most effect on people were the one at Jesus' death and the one at his resurrection. Jesus' death reminds us of our salvation. And earthquakes that we experience today can remind us of that great earthquake that took place on that first Good Friday. When Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook. The rocks split. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. Earthquakes can remind us of the death of Jesus, why he died and the impact of his death. The earthquake was probably loud, but louder yet was the voice of Jesus from the cross as he cried out, It is finished. Because of the work of salvation was done. God's wrath against sin was atoned for, was quieted. When he shouted, It is finished, it meant the penalty for sin had been paid. It was done. No one will pay that penalty. We're free from that. And the next earthquake that God caused was echoing the same thing. That next earthquake happened three days later as Jesus rose from the dead. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. God was echoing to us the message of the cross. It's done. And the resurrection of Jesus assures us that as he lives, so we too will live. So thank God for your salvation. But as we live and go through life with earth shaking, also be reminded that this is a symbol that our God reigns. The power that's displayed in an earthquake was used by God to demonstrate His power to reign. Go again to Revelation. At that very hour, there was a severe earthquake, and a tenth of the city collapsed. 7,000 people were killed in the earthquake, and the survivors were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. God was telling us, He reigns over sin, and He will destroy sin and those opposed to Him. 
Then the seventh angel sounded his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven which said, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who were seated on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. The nations were angry, and your wrath has come. The time has come for judging the dead and for rewarding your servants, the prophets, and your people who revere your name, both great and small, and for destroying those who destroy the earth. And then God's temple in heaven was opened, and within his temple was seen the ark of his covenant, that symbol of his presence and promise. And there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and a severe hailstorm. God is simply showing us with earthquakes, his power rules this world to destroy wickedness and to preserve his people. That's what Psalm 46 was all about. We put our trust in God. No matter what shakes, the ground or some other event in our life, we put our trust in our God because of his power and his grace. Before I referred to Mount Sinai and the shaking as God gave his law. But you know what? We don't live in the dark shadow of Mount Sinai. We don't live under God's law, his wrath. We live under the light of Mount Calvary and God's grace and forgiveness in Jesus. The writer to the Hebrew says, Therefore, since we are receiving the kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful, have grace, and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Our God reigns with his grace to bless us and to save us. One more earthquake reference. In the beginning of the book of Revelation, Jesus dictated some letters that were to be given to the seven churches in Asia Minor, one in the city called Philadelphia. That city had suffered a severe earthquake and its temple was destroyed, except the pillars remained standing firm. And God used that as a symbol and an encouragement for us to remain standing firm despite the shaking of life. He wrote, the one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. That's God's promise for us, that we will be safe no matter what life shakes, no matter how much the ground shakes. He reigns with his power and his grace. So, a message for us. God's reign cannot be shaken. We are safe in his grace. So stand firm with your faith firmly planted in Jesus and what he has done. And be thankful. And praise him. Yes, even in an earthquake. That's being earthquake wise. Amen.